Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Wednesday, the 3rd of May, hump day. Uh, first week of the brand new month. Hope you're tracking really well. Hope your team's doing well and hoping you're taking advantage of all of those opportunities. Been a little bit of time since the last podcast. Been uh, been pretty busy over the last few days, but very much looking forward to getting back behind the microphone and sharing some ideas today, uh, which hopefully will help you, but also help your team, uh, particularly if you're mentoring, coaching some people and preparing people for the next step in their career. And, and when you think about leadership, and particularly sales leadership, and I say this all the time, that uh, your role as a leader is to start to identify other likely leaders and build a succession plan that is robust so that not only is the organization in very good hands, but also your team's going to be in very good hands. And uh, at, at the end of the day, if you can make your role redundant, it means that uh, there's going to be lots of opportunities for you to take advantage of, and it's not what a lot of people think when they when they hear the word, well, your role's going to be redundant, they think, oh my God, I can't afford to lose my job, but uh, that is not the case because you will always, always get looked after if you're actually creating other leaders, and other leaders that hopefully surpass you in terms of capability, but also performance, which brings me to the topic of today's conversation, that is be very, very specific with who you surround yourself with and who you choose to have in your corner. So if you were to look at the people in your world right now, particularly in your team, uh, surrounding you from a professional sense, uh, how would you describe those people? Are they professional? Are they humble? Are they there to serve your team? Are they there to help you? Are they there to challenge you? Or are they there looking to further further their own nest or feather their own nest, uh, further their own career? And there's nothing wrong with being really, really ambitious. But when you look at those people, are they there to help or are they there to hinder? Are they there to serve or are they there to be served? So very, very interesting questions. And if you sit back and have a look at that and really analyze that, you might find there's some people within your environment right now that perhaps are not necessarily long-term, let's just say professional acquaintances or long-term assets that will help you develop not only yourself in terms of your leadership capabilities, but also more importantly, your team. And I say this all the time to teams that if, and particularly the leaders, that if you are the smartest person, the smartest person in a group or the smartest person in the room, you, it's time to find a new group and time to find a new room because you need to find people who are better than you, who are striving to even improve in, and get to higher levels so that you can emulate them, model them and challenge yourself to take your own performance to an entirely new level. So it makes sense then to surround yourself with high quality people. Now, if you just look at uh, a lot of the sporting, elite sporting environments, when a sporting club such as an AFL club changes coaching uh, ranks and they change a coach, head coach comes in, it's very rare that the existing coaching staff, unless they're under massive contracts, it's very rare that they'll remain within that particular environment when the new coach comes in because typically the new coach will have a certain group of people who they feel very comfortable with who they've perhaps worked with at other clubs and they, they've actually got this synergy. So typically they'll bring a group of people in with them. Now, on the odd occasion, there will be some high quality coaches that will remain at a club. Uh, and the reason for that is 
the head coach has come in and has been able to build a, a re- really good relationship or they've identified that that skill set that exists within that coach who has remained at the club is something that could add to, I guess, the environment that the new coach is wanting to create. So they're very, very, very specific on who they choose to have around them. And there's been a lot of cases where coaches have not taken on a key role within an organization because they couldn't get the right people to surround them. And then... As a result of that, they declined the role. This is such an important topic, and as senior leaders in particular and sales leaders, we need to get really, really dialed in and really specific on who we have surrounding ourselves right now, but specifically who we'd like to have surrounding ourselves moving forward. That reminds me of a book that was written over 100 years ago, and there's a guy called James Allen that wrote a very famous book, and it's an incredible book known as As a Man Thinketh. And in this book, he described the principle that we become who we think about. And it was perhaps one of the first personal development books ever written that delved into the power of mindset, the power of attitude, and also the power of emotional intelligence all those years ago. And the principle is still true today as it was over 100 years ago. And as sales leaders, we've got to be constantly vigilant over the thinking patterns that we choose to employ and the actions we take from those patterns and closely aligned with those thinking patterns of the choices that we make around who we surround ourselves with. And just so you know, when I'm talking about this topic, I'm not necessarily talking about, or it could be in some situations, your direct team, but often it's not necessarily going to be your direct team because sometimes you'll come in to an organization and you will adopt a team. So come in and and take over a team that's already there. Now, in some cases, you've got to sit down and think about, or you do surround yourself with those people, but there's a slightly different relationship that we're talking about in this context in that they are your direct reports. You're responsible for serving them. You certainly want to help them and maximize their potential and hopefully extract their maximum performance and turn them into exceptional salespeople. But in this context, we're thinking about who do you choose to surround yourself with at your level that's going to help you continue to challenge yourself from a professional level, but also challenge yourself on a personal level as well. So we need to be very, very selective and very, very specific with the core qualities that we want to surround ourselves with. And it's often been said, and you've probably read this in books as well, it's often been said that we are the average of the five closest people to us. And that's in terms of things like your attitude, your values, your belief, performance levels, income, and even bank balances. Now, there are always exceptions to the rule. However, I've come to believe that there's an element of truth to this, which is which means that as, as leaders, we've got to choose really, really wisely. We must also choose which group or groups we would like to be associated with. And I remember back in the days of corporate, there were a number of little cliques within uh, these big organizations. And I vowed and declared never to want to play the game of politics, although there is a level of politics that does have to be played within these big organizations in order to first of all survive, and then second of all, hopefully thrive. But I, um, I, I used to sit back and just watch people uh, manipulate themselves and cajole and trying to align themselves with people who they thought would actually enable them to get the, the fast track or the fast elevator to the top, whether that be a, as a director or a senior director or sometimes in the executive ranks. And it was just fascinating to see how people behaved and what their attitudes were and what some of the things they chose to do in order to get themselves into those particular areas, but also give themselves what they thought was the opportunity of fast tracking their career and they lost their integrity many of them they lost their integrity they lost their authenticity and they and many of them started to behave and become people who were completely foreign to who we knew them to be in that particular environment and what was even more fascinating is that when you spoke to them outside of work they were relatively they were nice people 
but it was almost like this white line fever that we talk about in sport a lot, that they crossed that white line and they got into that environment and surrounded themselves with people who, yes, they were very, very ambitious, but they were also very, very political. Uh, they weren't necessarily there to underpin the long-term sustainable growth of the organization. Many of them were there to feather their own nest and pro prolong their own careers and get themselves every opportunity to get promoted, earn status, uh, all the things that go with perception around being successful. And they started to be different to who they really were. And I saw people change. And this just even further highlighted for me that such an important topic. You've got to be really, really careful with who you surround yourself with and choose very carefully who comes into your world and what groups you want to be associated with. Because it can have, in some cases, a detrimental impact on your reputation, as well as having a possible detrimental impact on your ability to be promoted and your professional development. So one of the key messages here today, well, in the current group that you're part of, one of the key questions to ask is, is this group that I'm part of, is this group that I'm surrounding myself with, are the people that I'm choosing to have in my environment, are they there helping me or are they there hindering me? Are they building you up? Are they challenging you? Are they encouraging you? Are they investing in you? Are they serving you? Are they doing everything they possibly can to help you become a better version of yourself? Are they helping you to become more authentic as a leader? Are they helping you become more authentic as an individual? And if they are, then hey, hang on to them. The other thing to think about is, are you the smartest person, as we've already talked about, the smartest person within that group and the most successful person within that group? Now, sometimes you can feel really comfortable with that, uh, but think about this. If you are the smartest and the most successful person in the group, then it may actually start to stifle your development. Now, by all means, keep those people around you, but you need to start finding another group with people who are more successful with you, who are going to be a little bit further down the track than you who might have a little bit more intelligence than you and a little bit more experience than you so that you can actually start to develop even further because the people that you currently surround yourself with will only benefit from you finding another group to associate with. And so in relation to your team, the same sort of questions can be asked. Are they challenging you? Are they forcing you to stay ahead of the curve, being proactive in their pursuit of excellence? And are they creating new levels of performance that even surprises you? And I certainly hope that that is the case. So what's the key message out of today? Well, as leaders and as sales leaders in particular, we must be conscious of who we currently surround ourselves with and become a lot more specific on the qualities that we want to surround us. And by qualities, I'm talking about what are the key characteristics that you're admiring people that you'd like to have surrounding you? What sort of values do they hold? What sort of beliefs do they hold? What sort of behaviors do they demonstrate on a consistent basis that you think, you know what, that is what I want to have in and around my team? And that is the standard of excellence that becomes the benchmark for exceptional performance. And this is not something that happens by accident. This is something that is very, very intentional. So as a sales leader, the first thing to do today is think about the people who are currently surrounding you, whether that be your team. Start thinking about what sort of qualities does your team demonstrate and are you, uh, do you have some work to do in that particular area? Do you need to bring in some other people with, with maybe some different levels of experience and maybe different perspectives to help uh, make it a more rounded team. But specifically and more intently, who are you surrounding yourself with at your level that's going to help invest in you from a professional but also a personal development perspective? Are they there to hinder or are they there to help? And be very, very specific with who you select to have around you because we don't want people who agree with us and with everything that we say because they're just yes people. And I've seen so many of those within big corporates and it is really, really disconcerting because these people are not authentic, they are not genuine, 
and you end up getting, in many cases, a false sense of uh, experience and a false sense of success when people just saying what you think that you want to hear. What we want to do is have people who will challenge us and who will force us to jump out of our comfort zone and fast track our leadership development. So here's the message. If you haven't stopped to consider the people who currently surround you, perhaps now is the perfect time to do that. Are they helping or are they hindering? And in the process, start to begin to identify those key principles and the qualities that you want to see and identify people with those qualities to step into your world. And it could just be the difference that makes all a difference. Now, and a lot of times we talk, particularly in sales and sales leadership, we talk about the importance of the sales process and do the methodology and do this and do that. This is probably one of the most important aspects of sales leadership that we really need to grasp. And when we do, things can change like you would not believe. So be very, very clear and very, very specific on who you choose to surround yourself with. And you may just be surprised at a whole new world starts to open up. So I trust that message helps and I trust that message reaches you at the right time for you to hear that. And hopefully it could be a catalyst for you to do that analysis and really do a, a bit of a stock take with who you surround yourself with, who's in your corner and who potentially you could get in your corner to take your performance to an exceptional level. And on that note, should you wish to have a conversation, if you're intrigued about working with a coach, with a mentor, love to have a conversation about how I may be able to potentially help you fast track your leadership development, but also if you've got some challenges with your team or you believe that your team has another level of performance to get to and you're not quite sure how to extract that potential, I'd love to have a conversation as well with you about potentially helping your team do just that. So if you are curious to find out more, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits. We'll jump on the fabulous Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at where your team is currently at, what you're looking to achieve over the next three plus months. And we can talk about some strategies, tactics, put a a plan together, and we can start executing that plan as soon as you are ready. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, greatly appreciate you plugging into the podcast and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.